you take two women from opposite sides of the pond, add half a cup of Raising Boys, a teaspoon of some real life experience, and a pinch of early morning WhatsApp voice notes. I'm Amanda. And I'm Haley. And welcome to Mac to Mac, a podcast for banterers, shoulder criers, dog whispers, WrestleMania advocates, and belly laugh enthusiasts. Uh, good morning and welcome to the sixth episode of the Mac to Mac podcast. I am Amanda and this is my lovely friend from across the pond. It's me. Come on. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's still early. It's okay. We're still getting uh, the, the hang of things here. And today on, um, on the episode... We have a special guest, and I am going to introduce him because uh, I've known him for, let's see, um, 37 years of my life. Um, (laughs) It is is my older brother, Michael. Um, Michael is uh, is a teacher here in Canada, and, um, you know, it's very interesting. The reason why I thought he would be great on this episode is because my oldest brother and I really kind of grew up um, with all things UK. So oftentimes in our endeavors together, um, if we're not watching the football, um, you know, we're talking about um, some like new TV series that's come out of England, um, or we're talking about uh, classic uh, Craig David tunes, Oh, um, <laughs> the love, the love of the UK between my brother and I just kind of goes on and on. It really never ends. Um, and I will say that uh, I can remember as a little kid, um, my grandparents letting my older brother watch Benny Hill. Oh gosh! And, yeah, and it's really funny because you know, thinking back on it now, it was probably completely inappropriate. Yes. Like but. 10 or 11 years old, too. So, wow. <laughs> wow. Super relaxed grandparents. <laughs> I don't I think that they knew any better. <laughs> Ironically, it was my Italian side. It was my Italian was grandfather. Italian grandparents, actually, wow. which is even funnier because I don't think that they probably realized, um, you know, how, uh, how, uh, kind of uh, grown up Off some side. of those sketches were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, this is my older brother, Michael. Um, I'm really happy he could join us this morning. And so, Michael, why don't you um, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and uh, you know, your love of all things England? Well, first of all, like, I really appreciate you guys having me and being the first guest. I've been listening to the podcast and I said, man, I've really been enjoying it. Though I just noticed I missed the, the last one. I was just searching up and I was like, oh, I forgot you guys just put one out. Um, but I really got into podcasts like a year ago. And now uh, I have like a rotation of five and you guys are definitely in that, that top five. So oh, thank um, you very much. Uh, you know, of course. Uh, <laughs> but no, I really enjoy it. And, and so I'm excited to be on here and um yeah i i'm educator now for almost 15 years and uh i coach too i coach junior hockey and and have a love of that um first thing i'll say is man stole my craig david cd the first time i had 
for years thought I had lost it and I rebought it for the second time. And it was like 10 years later, she were, I don't know where we were, man. And we we're talking about, you're like, Hey, by the way, you know, when I left to go to university in Ottawa, I actually took that CD on the train ride. So, so she let me for like 10 years, believe that I lost it. So. Oh, man. Do you know, I did that with um, my brother-in-law. He used to lend me CDs um, and educate me musically. And there was a couple that I'd had for so long, he rebought them and I found them and I'd give them back and go, oh, there's your stereophonic CD or there's your prodigy CD. Nice. Like, I've rebought this. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks well, very you much. Forget, you forget, right? The funny thing yeah. is that like those things were expensive. It's not like they were cheap. Um, I mean, there were albums, uh, when you used to go get CDs here, like sometimes they'd be like 20 bucks. Um, and, uh, yeah, I did. I, I held that one back from Mike for quite a few years. I was quite ashamed (laughs) about it, but to be fair, born to do it is one of the greatest albums of all time. And so I think Michael can appreciate, (laughs) don't like, listen, don't roll those eyes at me, Haley. I see those eyes. Listen, I I um, diplomatically disagree. That's 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 okay. But in terms of the UK R and B slash pop scene, when it came out, um, it got it got quite popular. So popular, in fact, that it became popular over here. So you always know when something transitions, like and and it goes over several markets um yeah that's usually yeah. when it's like classified as like a, a true hit um but uh like you know like Jamiroquai Mike loves him some Jamiroquai I saw Jamiroquai in Toronto it was like one of my first concerts yeah I was a big yeah. Jake fan oh wow yeah. this is like the mid 90s too right I'm 18 yeah. or 19 and so yeah that was Huge. one of my favorite albums Virtual yeah. <laughs> I think it so, all started. It's my aunt's fault because I I grew up on Michael Jackson and Wham, so like, <laughs> so Wham was like one of the first albums my aunt would blast it when yeah. I hang out. I was probably like nine, ten, eleven. So, um, Thriller and uh, Wham. I think it was called their that album was called Make It Big. So yeah. that was yeah. See, one I will allow. One I will allow. I am am quite a fan of one. Well, I will say that it is a tradition every single Uh year, um, just before Christmas time, when Michael or I hear Last Christmas on the radio for the first time in the season, we always text each other and say, Oh, that's lovely. Now Christmas has started. Um, and, you know, Michael has been, has been with me through like all of the seasons of uh, Gavin and Stacey. We still watch it at Christmas oh, yeah. time every single year. Um, I know, Haley, that you are a massive fan of, of Gavin and Stacey. I actually so. watched it last night really weirdly yeah it was I saw it was on a repeat on a channel and Darren was working and Max was in bed and I thought oh do you know what I'm gonna watch me some Gavin and Stacey and it's just so funny it's still so so funny yeah it's fine 
best character, seriously. Never never gets old. Mike and I never get get tired of, of seeing it for sure. No. It's when I just told Amanda, like we're talking about this new series, Bloods, and Amanda's watched it. I haven't yet. I saw it advertised. Yeah, and me then too. advertised on Sky, I saw that Pete from Gavin and Stacey's in it. And I'm like, yes. oh my gosh, I've got to watch. That's what made me want to watch. <laughs> getting to is you and you Mike Mandy <laughs> you are both very confused about certain things over here in we the are. UK we discovered we this on episode 5 when Amanda you proclaimed that you don't understand the obsession with Domino's pizza over here which I explained don't. to you I educated you on that you did um, you did and we decided that actually it might be quite a funny topic for me to try and be I think so. the one to answer all of your questions. No pressure. No pressure. No, yeah, no pressure. I want, I want thorough detail, Ellie. I will we, try my we have best. lots of questions. I won't lie. We got asked, I got asked one question and I actually had to Google the answer because I didn't know. I, I was just like, well, you know, know that's a really good point. You have to do a little bit of research. Yeah, so yeah, hard, I, I had to, to really do it. Dig in. It's hard to really dig in and think, well, why do we do that? Or especially if it's something that's <laughs> kind of a it's genuinely <laughs> could have given me a complex, couldn't it? <laughs> could have made me look inward and go, oh my God, I hate being British. <laughs> I need to do something else. <laughs> to be clear... To be clear, hopefully the goal of this by answering our questions is to make you and every other English person that listens to this podcast feel quite good about being who you are. Because, listen, the only reason why we have questions to begin with is because we're just so interested in the culture and we find it so fascinating and so fun. If, if we didn't, we wouldn't have any questions. Trust me. Cause I'll okay. tell you what, I don't yeah. have any, I don't really have any questions about like Turkey. So. <laughs> For a oh, second, no. I thought you meant the animal. <laughs> we're huge fans, huge fans of the UK. Huge fan. Well, that's good. That's a good place to start. <laughs> okay. I grew up so, on soccer Saturdays in, in Canada, so. Yes. Kenza, that's it's all true. I watch. I get up and I watch the football game. I share a, a united passion with my sister, but when I watched the FA Cup and, and it was so exciting yesterday, seeing all those fa those fans back, like just yeah. the noise, like the noise alone was just that feeling like I could just see it in the players, their love of that and shout yeah. out to the Foxes because yeah. Leicester city, like it's just, I love, I enjoy that club. I think for a smaller club, they do all the right things. Yeah. Obviously I can't be a Chelsea supporter fan or whatever. Anyway. No, so see, I kind of have to be when they're playing and they're playing, they're not playing United because my father-in-law supports Chelsea. So oh, um, I kind of made a deal with the devil and I have to be a Chelsea fan okay. if they're playing someone other than United. <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm not a huge, huge football follower anymore. I, I'm just not. 
because my son doesn't like it, my partner doesn't really like it, so it's just yeah. But hey ho, it's good. I can appreciate it. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so so do you want? Do, what is the most burning question that you got that you just want to you want to get out of the way right right away? Oh, right. One common one. I'll do the common one. One that I got okay. a few times was the word tea when used to describe a meal. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So obviously everywhere around the world pretty much calls it dinner, your evening meal. You have your breakfast, you have your lunch and you have your dinner. Right. Up north, we have our breakfast, our dinner and our tea. <laughs> and this really, really confuses people. And I really don't know why, because it's like, well, no. But do you, do you know what's, but it's so interesting that I've noticed that people in the South, some of them will still say dinner break, some yeah. for lunch. Yeah. But nobody says tea for dinner. Nobody. No. I've never heard anybody from the South use it. Oh, it's a Northern thing through and through. Yeah, it is. And I did... I Googled this a while ago because I was having a debate with somebody and it was something to do with like the class system. So um, like lower class people, they couldn't afford to have like an evening meal. So they would have breakfast and dinner and they would have their dinner early afternoon and then that would be it. Whereas ah, upper class people sense. would have tea later on. Does that, that make sense? sense? So, no, yeah, I think it's sense. something to do with that. And then obviously the North, basically we're posher. <laughs> That's it. You might have all the castles and the palaces down there. That's great. Enjoy them. Enjoy the beautiful coastline. We're, we're posher because we have tea. And that's it. So there's your question answered, all of you people. <laughs> you are welcome. Well, the funny thing is, is that I knew you were going to get that question because I see it asked quite a bit. Mm. And, um, you know, I've, I've known this for years and years and years and years, so I don't even think twice about it. But it made me think that, Mike, you and I grew up a lot of the time calling dinner supper. Mm-hmm. So when we grew up, we used to refer to our dinner time as supper. And I've okay. noticed that a lot of now, and there is some sort of meaning behind that. I think it's like dinner and supper technically are two different meals. Um, I think one is supposed to be like a heavier meal and the other one is supposed to be a lighter meal. And there, there's a difference in the time of day, but all colloquialisms aside, it's, um, something that we grew up saying, but I think Mike, you'll agree that nobody says it anymore. I don't hear anybody say no, it anymore. I haven't heard that term used, but you're right. Now I think of it. We we used it a lot at home. We yeah. Um, now supper time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very interesting. These little tiny things that mm-hmm. it's very regional and like people just latch on to them. And um, sometimes they go away and then they come back and, you know, somebody revives them. But I think he has been <laughs> consistent in Northern English culture. Yeah. For decades. Absolutely. Because we're posher, clearly. 
You watch how they've done it the wrong way around. <laughs> the thing is, I don't, I, 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 I'm just going to laugh and I'm just going to laugh at that because I'm wondering how many people in the South are hearing you say that and like rolling their eyes and being like, oh yeah, okay. Um, Hopefully but- it will just be the Southern part of like Darren's family because they're all from the South. Hopefully it would just be them and they know how to take me. Otherwise, we might get trolled. And for that, I (laughs) apologise. another question for you this has been on my mind for a couple of years but i need to know the answer okay i'll try what what is with the colin the caterpillar cake i need to understand why colin the caterpillar cake is a thing that people like everybody buys it and i don't understand why it's a thing okay so Colin the Caterpillar. This one up, my- <laughs> right. So our supermarkets sell like ready-made boxed birthday cakes. I'm assuming right. you guys do too. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's all different types. They range from like eight pounds to like 15 pounds. Um, but Colin the Caterpillar has been around for an awfully long time. And Colin the Caterpillar was, I think, five pounds. Okay. And it was the cake that your mum always bought to take into school for your friends because it was cheap. (laughs) (laughs) So I personally, growing up, I always had, um, I was really lucky. I always had really fancy birthday cakes. Not like kids do now because it's absolutely insane. But it was always a bit fancier. But yeah, that was the cake that your friend brought into school to share with the class there we go go, for those who can't see manda is showing mike a picture of colin the caterpillar oh gosh that is and actually that (laughs) actually shows the headline that i want to discuss with this colin discussion if that's all right oh something's happened holy okay there's a lawsuit there's a lawsuit going on (laughs) yeah okay so we have like four or five different major supermarket chains, Marks and Spencers sell Colin the Caterpillar. Right. And then there's other names. Um, I think Morrison's sell one called Morris, which is really original. Yeah, I see there's one here that looks like it's got a bunny head on it. Yeah, so I think that was the Easter Colin that Marks and Spencers did. (laughs) This is it. They have taken it to the extreme. There's an Easter one. There's a, I think there's a bride and groom Colin that you can buy for a wedding. Oh my god! It's like That's a proper thing. It's a proper thing. Um, and so every supermarket has a, 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 what would you call it? Like a copy Colin, yeah. But they call okay. it different names. Okay. Aldi, a budget supermarket that I frequent. Um, they have one called Cuthbert, and obviously it's a lot cheaper than the Marks and Spencers one. Yes, Colin has been cloned. That's the word I was looking for. Anyway, so 
We have all these common clones in all these different supermarkets and Aldi only sell theirs seasonally, so like only for a few months of the year. Um, and Marks and Spencers have gone, no, no. No, no, you will not sell Cuthbert. He looks too much like Colin. And there's an actual <laughs> lawsuit. They are actually suing Aldi. It's absolutely ridiculous. Nowhere else in the world would this happen over oh a fucking God. birthday cake that looks like a caterpillar. I mean, really, <laughs> everything going on in the world at the moment, and this is what you're going to do. This is the hill you want to die on? Really? Is that what's happening? But, Mike, is that not classic UK? Like, if that if that story came out, Mike and I right away would be like, that's out of the UK that's for sure. Yeah, that's coming out. <laughs> they're gonna choose to do but if you search on twitter or facebook or i think it may be even instagram for the hashtag free cuthbert you will see some outstanding work from the aldi social media team that's all i'm gonna say those guys need a pay rise because it was hilarious but that's how this goes then it comes into something that turns it somewhere it's comical in it too yeah (laughs) In the seriousness, there's a break. There's kind of a balance to that, which I really appreciate. Aldi, to stick a final finger up at Mats and Spencer's, have now brought Cuthbert back earlier than they were going to anyway. And it's just so funny. I just, I love it. That is, that's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. I I can't say that we have, we have anything like that in Canada because it just wouldn't, we have your standard, like, you know, Here's a four-inch cake. Here's a, a an eight-inch cake that they make mm. at the supermarket, and and they they make a bunch of them, so you could just quickly go in and they'll put happy birthday on it or whatever. But we don't have something like that that I'd say is like quintessential. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just not the Maybe it's the ice cream cake from Dairy Queen. That oh, okay, true. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Okay, Mike, this is true. When we were growing up, you could get what we called a treats of pizza. Oh, actually, you could also get the treats of pizza. Yes. So you could get yes. you could get an ice cream cake from Dairy Queen, which if you got one, you were super lucky because they were a little bit on the pricier side. And okay. so that's how you really knew that your parents really loved you if they got you an ice cream cake for your birthday. Um, but <laughs> Dairy Queen also started... Do you guys have Dairy Queen in the UK? No, I have no idea what it is. I only know of it from like sitcoms and stuff. Okay. So um, it's just an it's just an ice cream place, okay. and they make like a few things that are like really just their kind of things. Um, so you could get this thing called a <laughs> called a treats a pizza, and it's like a pizza you know, looking like a pizza that's made out of like an Oreo crust. Okay. And then they put like, a, <laughs> they put like a layer of like vanilla soft serve on it. And then you could get like the score bar treats of pizza, the Smarties, Smarties. treats of pizza. So they have a bunch of different kinds. Smarties so they put my the, go-to, by the way. Yeah, smart, Smarties <laughs> is, is my go-to. I still go-to. get that every year myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they'll drizzle like caramel over it and and um maybe some chocolate syrup and then they'll cut it into like wedges so it's like a pizza and I'm they sold. freeze it <laughs> you 
actually would love this. Thank you. <laughs> also a fraction of the cost of the cake. So that's where my mom went to yeah. that. Yeah. My mom frugal. Yeah. So I you know, the ice cream cake was like forty bucks, that ain't happening. But the treats of pizza no. was like twelve ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> I it was it. a much cheaper alternative, and I can't say it was like 100% satisfactory to the ice cream cake, but it was uh, it was still enjoyable. It was still okay. enjoyable. Well, all that has done is made me decide that when I do eventually come over to Canada, the three of us are going to go all in on an ice cream cake and a treat for pizza, and we're going to sit and watch Gavin and Stacey with three forks <laughs> and all spoons. <laughs> Michael, we're throwing it to you. What is that burning question that you'd like to ask for Haley to answer in terms of um, something that you've always, always wondered about? It's, it's, it's been hard because the last couple of days, there's been a bunch of questions. I've just been walking, you know, (laughs) what about this? What about this? Why, why do they love Carnation EastEnders? That, that's constant. Like even over here, people are hooked on that. It's been around like 40, 50 years. I the couldn't state. answer that because I, I don't know. I, I don't get that either. But then I, I thought, I mean. Okay, sidebar. <laughs> Keep on going, Mike. Keep on going. Okay. But for me, the pop groups, the boy bands, the girl bands, the constant... Um, development and creation like i think of like from take that to spice girls to mm. s club seven to now like well five i was big on five and blue oh i loved five and, yes oh. mike <laughs> yeah that's that's king size was a great album and then and then you know recently one direction you know um, and, yeah. it, and it ends and Haley, you and i were talking about like at the brits little mix one like best pop group and i think that's like the yeah. first time a female group had won a brit yeah for that it category. is it blows my mind how the spice girls never did but yeah um but yeah the the boy band girl band thing um i think to be honest it was more a thing in the 90s like in the 90s obviously there was take that there was boy zone there was westlife oh, there was 911 um, there was all these different boy bands, all of which, of course, I loved because I hadn't yet heard Blink-182. <laughs> and so I was like, I loved it. I went to see Boys on twice. Um, I went to see Fives. I just honestly, so like teeny bopper British girl at these things. It was great. But now there isn't actually that many. Little Mix and One Direction, obviously, they came from the X Factor, didn't they? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I blame the X Factor now because the boy band and girl band thing kind of just dissolved. It seemed to disappear. They didn't seem to be as big, did they, for a long time? These things. Yeah, it's taken. It's taken a little bit of a dip in, in comparison to what it was in in the nineties. I think the yeah. the interesting or in, I guess, the early 2000s as well. The interesting thing is that here, there was some boy bands, 
a couple of them, maybe. Four, four. But <laughs> four, four. You got the YouTube. Some of the Canadian ones are just oh, <laughs> so bad. It's like, like the sun in across the tips. It's so good. This band had like they were they were brothers. Like it, really? it only was in Canada. It was it was too. Funny. Okay, I need to I need to Google that one. Yeah, if you if you just Google before four, you will find a treasure trove of things that you could probably ask us for 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 days. But it, okay. it is I I think it is very interesting that um. You know, here there was still so much focus on like the individual pop artist. Mm. We didn't have um, we didn't have the game, sh- the 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 X Factor or any of those shows that came off of the uh, X X Factor. What's the big one in the states? Well, American, American Idol, but again, there American wasn't like Idol. the X Factor. I saw had like a group category, like they yes. like would put them together, right? Where yes, it, that didn't happen with American Idol. Like Amanda said, it was all about no. the individual, and that's that's very American in the sense, like it's just about it me. is. Yeah, and very. Very of my American friends that I love a ton, and I have two really good friends in the states, but we joke about some of that stuff. But yeah, it's very individualized there. Yeah. But, and then I always found interesting was like, like if you look at Take That and Spice Girls, it was like there was an ad in the newspaper and yeah. you, you auditioned and then they, they, they put you together. Yeah. And that's what came from that. And I thought that yeah. was so, that's so kind of neat. And and the U.S. tried to copy that a little bit. Like I think NSYNC and O-Town, that's how they got together. Oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah, O-Town were on that's them. True. Didn't O-Town come from like an American, like making the yes. band type thing? Because I remember watching yeah. that. P. Diddy. P. Diddy. That was his um, it oh, was really? Puff Daddy's series making the band because again, someone must have told him, like this is a viable, like the U, the UK, Europe does this, yeah. And what would happen if you you kind of brought this concept to the US? And the funny thing is, is though it didn't do well. Like, uh, you know, O Town was born out of it, and they had I think one album. And they had maybe two or three hit songs off that album, but the series itself, it didn't do well. People just weren't, they couldn't buy into this concept of, of groups. And I think that leads to whole other things like, um, like big brother shows like that, where, you know, we've really taken that concept of like this togetherness. We're going to throw these people together and try it here to see if it works and honestly it doesn't nobody here buys into isn't those it strange isn't it's it so, so strange. strange it's so it's, strange it's bizarre you, it's you like think? mike do you agree like those those shows just don't really take off here yeah that was like i think making the band was through mtv too and and yeah. like you're right like o-town had this bot it's like because it was new People are like, oh, that's really cool. And then after one album, they put out a second and it just went, and then they split yeah. up and dissolved. And yeah. then the next year, they, they did another season. They did like a girl band, but then it this this energy comes back and within a couple of years, they're doing it again. And, and like you thought it was kind of dying out and then One Direction becomes extremely successful. Like I had, 
I'm teaching yeah. a couple years ago and my girls were like all about One Direction. I was like, one who's One Direction? And they're like, Mr. Mm-hmm. Mac. And then I'm like, oh, pretty good. As now I'm like a bit of a Zayn fan. So <laughs> that's how they get you. That's how they get you. It's see, One Direction, like when they first like were on the X Factor, obviously they didn't win. Um I have a bit of a conspiracy theory with the X Factor. The most successful artists to come out of it, they never win. Mm. Little Mix are the exception, but usually the winner just kind of fades into obscurity after a Christmas number one. And then the people who came second or third, they go on to do really big things. And One Direction is one of them. I hated them. I thought they were ridiculous. And then one day, I can't remember what song it was. I think it was Story of My Life came out and I heard it on the radio and I was like, what is this? Who is this? This is amazing. And then the DJ was like, that was One Direction with Story of My Life. Oh, shit. I like One Direction now. This is, this is not okay. And, but the same thing happened with Justin Bieber. Couldn't stand him. I was actually quite horrible about him, quietly. I wasn't a troll, but... I was like, oh, I cannot stand his music. And then there was a period of time where I lived in fear of hearing his new song because I knew I was going to like it. And now I just embrace it. I'm just like, yeah. All the All you the have to embrace, you have to embrace the beeps. You have yeah. to embrace the beeps, yeah. okay? You have to, I actually really feel sorry for him. After listening to Lonely off his new album... I actually cried and I actually felt sorry for ever saying something bad about him. I actually felt like I needed to write him a letter of apology. Clean on your heart. He's good at that lately. (laughs) (laughs) Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad because, listen, he had a real bad phase and he did a lot of dumb, stupid things. So don't feel bad for him. Um, But we have to love the Biebs. Because for us, you know, he grew up like 30 minutes from us, 25 minutes, right. maybe. He grew up really close to where we, we are also, from. It's so, your fault. <laughs> yeah, it's our fault. You could blame us. It's okay. We like in, in Canada, we accept blame in, in every form possible. And we'll just say, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. Um, um, that's another one for your Canadian episode. Everyone talks about how Canadians say sorry. Like someone bumps into us and then we say sorry to them instead of that. And then sometimes it's just a sorry, sorry, going back and forth. It's a super That's weird a thing British that we thing do. That's well, though, isn't okay. it? We do is that. It? Maybe we get yeah. it from you guys. <laughs> we do. It's like someone walks into you because they're not looking where they're going. You go, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we do we we do this thing and and people especially like i know americans i think it's super weird um they're like why like i remember like when i first moved to the u.s and i was doing it all the time and uh people would point it out to me and they'd be like why are you sorry and i'd be like uh i didn't know what to say but it's just one of those things where you're just trying to dodge it's each other not being a uh, shithead <laughs> Yeah. Just be nice. Just be nice. It's not another difficult. Thing, another, <laughs> another thing I noticed that we do, and it's super funny, but it's also just like, again, it's a, it's a very Canadian thing, is that someone will open the door 
for somebody and then they'll be like after you and then they'll be like no after you and then they'll be like they'll be like like a mexican standoff she's gonna go in the door see that's that's not the case here you just go nice one but then the awkward (laughs) thing the awkward thing is when you go into like a department store or somewhere and there's like multiple doors to go through so like <laughs> you're just basically taking it in turns to open the door for each other or if the same person ends up like holding the door open for you each time you have to think of different ways to say thank you <laughs> every door it's like oh thank you nice one cheers i was, I was at, the, at the bank yesterday i held the door and it was like all of a sudden all these people the time so i'm like I can time it to close the door because then I'm closing on someone. So I actually held the door open for like six or seven people. So now you like, work at the oh. bank. <laughs> yeah, like, now you're a teller. Is my greeter? Am I, or yeah. am I, what's going on you're here? On you're on the staff now. You're on the yeah, staff Yeah, you're the doorman at the bank now. That's it. That's a good sign hustle. So you're welcome. <laughs> Wear your mask. Social distancing. <laughs> music groups singing shows it also led me to think as michael was talking so please explain why every year at christmas time there's a christmas chart why like and why is it some like choir of nurses who makes up a christmas song and sees if they could go number one on the charts i need to understand this someone's gotta do tom mariah carey oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay right the christmas number one we used to have the top 40 chart on the radio every sunday i don't know if they right. still do i don't do right. the radio anymore but it Anyway, that's what it was. And then the last Sunday before Christmas, whatever was number one was the Christmas number one. Mm. And it's basically, it's just based on the sales of, well, it used to be based on the sales of the tapes and the CDs and whatever in that week. Yes? Following so far? Okay. Um. And so, yeah, that, that's basically it. But there was a time, um, and I think people are starting to try and bring it back now, where people would deliberately write, as you say, a Christmassy song. Usually, nowadays, we just kind of wheel booble out. And that's, you know... Yes, another win for us. We wheel the boobs out and, you know... Now, that's latest commercials with, like, the bubbly... Um, oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. Water is really good. Like you, I give them credit for that. Do you guys have that? Do you guys have that in the UK, no. Haley? Do you have the bubbly? Okay. No. There's there's um there's like a sparkling water here, kind of like like a Perrier, um called bubbly, and okay. um because he's buble. Oh, of course. <laughs> he's, well, he's you the know, natural at yeah. Christmas. At Christmas, we were allowed um bubbles, like. 
Um, so we were allowed like three households to meet on Christmas Day, and that was our oh, bubble. Okay. Yeah, but right, I right. called it a buble. <laughs> because it was Christmas, I made it festive. I was like, no, it's not a bubble, it's a buble. That's pretty good. It's a festive buble. In the commercials, he goes around and he he crosses out the Y and puts the E, makes it his name, and he's and then he's oh, like he's such a the pad, isn't he? Like, oh, and he's like he's like, no, it's buble. Like it's not bubbly. Right? It's a whole thing <laughs> it. Oh, I love him. I love buble. But yeah, it's I actually have a traumatic experience from when I was younger that involves take that and the Christmas number one. This is possibly the most traumatic British experience to ever exist. Uh-oh. Right? Here we go. Here we go. So Take That released Babe. Okay. And I was a huge Take That fan. Like my bedroom walls were covered in posters. I had cushions. I had cups. I had everything. Okay. And this one Christmas. This character called Mr. Blobby was very popular. Have you ever heard of Mr. Blobby? No. Right. Okay. So um, I am going to pull up a photograph and I will also put one on the uh, Instagram stories for the transatlantic among you. But yes, this guy was on a TV show over here. Oh, my God. In the 90s. That is, that is scary. It was terrifying. All right. I was so scared. Over here, we oh also went through God. a phase of letting things like Mr. Blobby have their own song in the charts. Okay. <laughs> and so I remember this Christmas, Mr. Blobby had a song out, and so did Take That. And it was like, who's going to be Christmas number one? I was sat in my sister's bedroom and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm so excited. I was like, oh, oh is it going to be Take That? And it was Mr. Blobby. Mr. Blobby was Christmas number one, right? And to say that I was upset would be a huge, huge understatement. Um, I'm just going to see the date. 1993, so I was seven years old. I was heartbroken. And my dad took it upon himself to put the song on extremely loud in the house and ridicule me for the rest of the evening because I was so upset. Yeah, and you wonder why I didn't like Christmas, Bambi, honestly. Mr. It's all because of Mr. Blobby. That was the start of it. Potentially, yes. I was very scarred by the whole thing. I was thinking of so Mandy you introduced me to the UK especially in the communities putting these awesome names on like uh, garbage trucks dumpsters and it made me oh, think yeah. of that Bodie McBoatface had oh one for that research submarine like yeah, I'm like that's so UK like <laughs> someone randomly throws in a name that thinks it's just funny and it ends up winning and then he's like, I'm sorry. And then poor David Attenborough's like, okay. And then they interview him. And it's like, but they had to put 
David's name, Sir David, on the other side and make Bodie McBoatface really small. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so. But this is what happens when you trust the British public to name something so serious and significant. This is what happens. They made the mistake of thinking we will take it seriously. (laughs) And that's it. It goes back to Calvin, then it's free, free Calvin. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's just like. Honestly, I, just, I laugh so hard at that. Like when I saw Bodie so Mick's boat face, I'm like, oh. He still can't live it down. Every time it comes up, Michael and I still, still are in stitches over it because you can't trust the British public. No. That I think Bodie, Bodie McBoatface led <laughs> us to the naming, the naming of the Salters, because obviously in Canada, we have thousands of Salters de-icing machines, uh, like 10,000 times more machines than the UK probably has. And those, I think you guys call them, is it gritters? Yeah. What do you call them? We call it grit. What goes on the road, it's it's right. grit. It's rock salt, but we call it grit. I don't understand. (laughs) It it led us to kind of this thing where I was seeing um, the name, like people naming, and then again, more contests to name the the gritters. And Mm -hmm. I was sharing these with Michael over the wintertime and just thought, (laughs) imagine, we were like, imagine if we did try to do that here. It, we couldn't do it because no, we're too serious of a culture that mm. nobody would find it find it that funny, and you would probably get like a lot of serious submissions. Um, and I don't <laughs> yeah. know. It's just one of those things. It's just one of those things, right? I would call Justin Bieber Laker. <laughs> there's so many. Yeah. Yes, there was so many. Did you see Trucky McTruck face? <laughs> <laughs> Sir Did Benz a lot. I saw I think it was Sir Ben's a lot was one. Yes, oh, yeah, Sir Ben's a lot. We also have um this internet and TV provider here called Virgin Media. And their vans have names also. Um and I've only ever seen a couple, but I know one's called Van Diesel and one's called Van Morrison. <laughs> which I just I think that it's just bloody I, brilliant, I, isn't it? It's just that, funny. That's the thing too. I do think like I love the 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 humor side. Like that's the yeah. thing sometimes in Canada, man and I talk about I think we take ourselves too seriously. And if we seriously. learn a little bit from the UK that way, that Bodie yeah. McFoatface can win <laughs> research submarine contest that <laughs> that we can kind of lighten up and maybe name certain things that kind of that are just make people smile or laugh when you know you're walking you know you're driving down the road or you're on a bus or a train on the way to work and you see van morrison out doing his morning rounds checking people's broadband's working (laughs) it's gonna make you smile isn't it there he is got old van morrison and then he opens the door and like wider wider uh, shade of pale comes on like as they get out of the vehicle you know like seriously like i mean it is. It's a. It's a UK phenomenon, um, but again, speaks to how you guys are just able not. You don't take yourselves that seriously, and no. we really could. We really over here could use a little bit of that um, because we are quite. We are quite a serious people, and um, you know, we. I 
think even from Mike and I, because we're so used to it now, just through different things that we watch or people that we talk to or, you know, things that we watch a lot of British television because now we both have boxes and we don't subscribe to Canadian cable anymore. So now most of the TV that we're watching is Sky or BBC or ITV um, or Channel 4, Channel 5. So we get all of these, um, this exposure. Yeah. And then when we go out in our lives with our own friends, our own family, and we're like cracking jokes, nobody gets us. <laughs> like, like even our younger brother, he doesn't, he doesn't get it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's so funny because we just realize that we're, um, we're just now an odd, like we're the, the two odd ones out. Uh, yeah. No, well, that's no, right. I, you know, if you're the odd ones out because you're funnier, then bring it on. That's what I say. Did you have any, um, I mean, I think I have at least one more question, but Haley, did you get any more submissions that you thought were really um, worth answering? Do, 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 do. Yeah, there's the trousers slash pants debate. Oh, oh. <laughs> I particularly wanted to get around to this one because the guy who submitted it, you know who you are said that it's so pretentious <laughs> but I have one thing to say to you up here in the north they are not trousers they are pants down south really? yeah down south your trousers um, and your jeans are your trousers and your jeans and your underwear is your pants right, right. now I've got that the wrong way around now up here your pants are your clothes that you put on yeah. Okay. So like yeah. your jeans are your pants. Your yeah. trousers are your pants. Your chinos are your pants. Down south, your underwear is your pants. Right. So what do you call so what do you just say underwear for underwear? Yeah, because that's what it is. So we, <laughs> we say underwear, knickers, boxes, um yeah, rods knickers, is a good right. one for like, you know, like <laughs> briefs. On men, we call them grunts. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I think that's a maybe a my family thing. I don't know, but yeah, that's that's it. So maybe it is pretentious, but only in the south. Mm. Up here, we're realistic. We wear our pants on the outside. My family just say trousers sometimes to to feel smart to be smart. Yeah. It is a smart word. It is a smart word. But it, it also offers a delineation between jeans and pants and trou- like trousers to us would be more like your 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 suit pants or your fancier yeah, pants. Right? Exactly. Yeah, your fancy pants. Yeah. That's but it. You would like- call those your trousers, but generally it's not like when I'm getting my, my son's dress, it's like, right, put your pants on. I'm talking yeah. about yeah. his actual trousers, his chinos or whatever he's wearing. So right. in the south, trousers represents chinos, jeans, khakis, yep. like everything. everything. Oh. That's got to be confusing, right? Mm-hmm. 
one one last thing that Michael and I do have to ask you about is why do you guys love a game show? So okay. Much? <laughs> are we talking like actual game show or are we talking these talent shows that we've forced upon the world? Game show. So like game show. Okay. Yeah. Game show. Okay. Like now nonstop. There's comedians. Non-stop. There's dozens. And then there's the wheel I saw, the best thing. And the best part was the Christmas one. And they kept playing like Christmas music when it was spinning. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't look away. It was like. Right. I can't explain why we have so many because I, I, I don't know. All I know is they don't make them like they used to. That's all I, <laughs> that's all I know. There is one called the Generation Game. And I used to watch that every Saturday night with my dad. And, oh, it was so good. It it was just absolutely brilliant. You're going to have to go and find it on YouTube because that doesn't exist anymore. Um, And then Wheel (laughs) of Fortune, that was always amazing. I loved it. And actually last night, how weird is this? I watched a game show for the first time in God knows how long. And it was called... um, Oh, it was an Alan Carr one. I can't remember what it was called, but it was basically Name That Tune, and I am so good at naming that tune. <laughs> I'm scary. Within, like, 15, 30 seconds of a song, I know what it is, so I just, at the time of my life, I don't understand why we have so many, though. I understand the question completely because I don't get it myself. The the what the music ones are, are really popular over in England where... Even Jeopardy tried to do a music Jeopardy and it lasted like three episodes. It was really, yet I find over in the UK, you like a name that tune or you've got Mm -hmm. celebrities that are like, it's, it it seems to work, which I, maybe, maybe it's because we like to prove that we know more than other people. (laughs) I think that, I think there's something there because yeah, when I watch, when I watch celebrity or the regular goggle box, yeah, usually at some point in the episode, they're all watching whatever game show is on that night. And it could be like a, a taskmaster or what I lie to you or countdown. Countdown is one that I've seen on the show a couple of times. Um, there, there really is so like like it's just like there's so many shows but i've noticed that when they're watching it and a question gets posed they all start a little bit of infighting about yeah. what the right answer is <laughs> yeah. and then and then if 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 they happen to get it right yeah it doesn't usually happen but if they happen to get it right their celebration is mm-hmm. through the roof. Their I don't. I can't explain it. it. It's a phenomenon, but it's like um, you can't help yourself when you're watching like the chase or tipping point or any of these like game show type things. You have to try and answer the question, even <laughs> if you've got no idea what it is. You have to try. Nobody has asked you the question, but I will sit there and go, hmm, I'd have to guess, but I reckon it's C. And then if I'm wrong, I go, hmm, as if, <laughs> do you know, like, as if, like, oh, yeah, of course it is. 
I ain't got a clue, but I've got to try and answer it. I don't get why are we like this? I don't, I don't I don't know. Like in my head right now, all I can think about is how you guys started Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And the catchphrase what the catchphrase was goodbye. And how people no, started. No, no, that saying, was the weakest link. That was that the weakest, was weakest, link. weakest link. Weakest link, you're right. Weak, weakest link. And because that lady <laughs> said goodbye, how she said it, even here in Canada, people would say goodbye. Yeah, there was, you are the weakest link. Yeah, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. There was a thing in Times Square. There was like a full thing of her just on a loop going, you are the weakest link, goodbye. And then they'd do something else. And then she'd come on again. It's like, what? Why? Honestly. I just can't believe TV is gone in the UK from like when Manda talked to me about Gogglebox. I'm like, so I'm thinking and watching this concept. So you're taping people's reactions to watching TV. And it's like this yeah. phenomenon I see with kids. Like yeah. kids will you'll watch someone else play Minecraft or play a game. Right. Mm-hmm. This with this generation the last couple of years. I'm like, how how's that exciting? But to them, they enjoy watching someone figure it out. That's yeah, cool. and yeah, my son true. learns so much about the games he plays by watching these. Because at first, I was like, "Why are we watching kids play with toys when you have toys over there?" But now right. it's like, well, he could easily turn around and say, "But do you watch Gogglebox?" Like, well, yeah. Well, you're just watching people on TV watching TV. So what? <laughs> what is the difference? The concept, the concept is so bizarre. Yeah. But honestly. It is fascinating and so funny to hear the comments come out of people's mouths as they're watching um, a a animal planet show Mm -hmm. and they are jerking off a whale to get the whale sperm. Yeah to so it could reproduce. And as this is happening, you have eight different families commenting on yeah all looking like this I <laughs> always say that me and Darren would be amazing on Gogglebox because I tell you, you got, some you of the shit he comes be. out with honestly I wish you could apply to be on really there because be. I would have done but doesn't that also you think about the environment man that like we grew up in tv and you didn't talk while you watched right. like very you know, true talked about it even movies like people would shush you like i'm trying yeah. to watch where maybe Haley, like mm-hmm. growing up that was common that you made commentary about what you're watching yeah, yeah absolutely yeah we did it was like i mean certain things that my mom was watching like if she was watching um a silent witness or something like that or cracker what? you should yeah. fuck up and that was it, you shut up or you go to your bedroom and that's it. But generally, it would be like, usually taking the piss out of something on TV. Yeah. And then, because it was just a very, obviously it's before the times of a TV in every room at the house and everyone watching something different. You had one TV. Right. So like on a Friday night, my sister watched um, Sybil or Ellen, um, Friends, <laughs> Frasier, and then we would watch the wrestling. We would watch WWF. So right. we all sat around and watched all these things together. And it was just like a thing that we spoke and we laughed and we talked about all these different things. 
I won't, I couldn't imagine sitting in silence. I bet Darren wishes I would sometimes, but I, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) You guys would be on the couch and you, you would be like commentating and he would be looking at you being like, shh, can you just shush? Like, oh, I no, can no, see no, no, him. no. Right. I have videos <laughs> I need to send to you because there was this one program and I can't remember what it was. Was it the men that dressed up as dolls? It oh, was. Gosh. There was a program. I'm guessing it was on the here by your reaction, but they dressed up <laughs> as. Um, oh, God. It was it like mannequins or dolls and they had like the faces and oh. the plastic everything and honestly it was the most bizarre thing i am not judgmental i make jokes about being but i'm not to each their own i will never stop and stare at you in the street i'd always rather ask you the question but fucking hell the comments are coming out of darren that night honestly i actually filmed him because my sister-in-law Actually, we call him Carl Pilkington. Do you know who that is? Yes. Right. Well, there you go. That's just put Darren in a little nutshell. He is Carl Pilkington. He is so funny, but he doesn't get why he's so funny. He just says this stuff, and you're like, how have you got to 39? Like, what's going on there? Idiot abroad. That was Carl's show. That's pretty Oh, so good. So it was funny. so funny and it did it actually did really well here because again it caught people's fascination that like you could be that funny but not understand that you were funny yeah. and um it did do in canada at least it did it did quite well for for the few years that that but it see, was again, on a lot of people said that he was being fake but being from manchester i know there was absolutely nothing <laughs> fake about it that's it that is who that man is I guarantee it because I've met a few of them do you know what I mean it's almost like something's gonna go wrong so you can't be too high you can't you can't be too happy because in the British way eventually it's going down (laughs) yeah just like prepare yourselves because it's going a bit too well just (laughs) prepare yourselves Unlike that we saw, if you're Australian, like everything's great, mate. Right? Remember? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, that's very true. Super positive. Everything's great. And in England, it's like, yeah, it might be nice out, but it's gonna rain. Like, yeah. take your jacket. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Come and say hello over on our Instagram page at Mac to Mac Podcast. Our music was kindly donated to us by Cameron Bagnall. Cameron can be found on Facebook as Candy's Band Moretti. They can also be found on Instagram at Moretti Band. All music was produced at Moorcross Studios and their website is moorcrossstudios.co.uk.